There may be somebody for whom that job is exactly what they need and what they want. It's just not yours. But if we come from a scarcity mindset that trusts, well, I better take what I can get. Because if I don't take what I can get, then there won't be anything else left because I got to be scrappy and I got to fight for everything. Welcome to the Ignited Recovery Podcast, a new way forward for anyone looking for answers but feeling left out. If you've been searching for empowerment, triumph, and purpose, you've found them right here. You won't hear the same solutions and you're not going to have any excuses to fall back on because Ignited Recovery allows heroes to rise and become their best selves. I'm Dr. Adi Jaffe and I can't wait to be your guide on this journey. Are you ready to become an Ignited Hero? You know, scarcity comes in all forms. Scarcity of love, scarcity of money, right? Scarcity of um, self-esteem, uh, scarcity of safety, right? Like these pieces. I think maybe even for anybody who's kind of like, who can tune into this here, scarcity itself is built on assumptions. Scarcity itself is built on an idea of how the world operates. So I'll just give some of them that I know of, but we can come up with a lot of other ones. I need things. And when I need them and I take them, I take them from somebody else. So if I make money, I'm taking money from somebody. Just think about a very basic part of this. Well, that means if I want more money, I want other people to have less money. Because if when I get more, I take from somebody else, if I want a million dollars for myself, who am I getting the million dollars from? Somebody else is going to lose a million dollars. Or maybe a lot of people are going to lose some money. To, right? Does that make sense? So in a way, it's like you have, there's a cost to you doing well. Same thing with love. And let's, I'll flip it for a second. Sometimes like the idea of jealousy, I'll just kind of look on the other side of this. The idea behind jealousy is, well, if somebody gives love to somebody else, then they won't have love left to give me. That's an assumption. Now, I'm not saying these assumptions weren't learned. Most of the time they were learned in the past, but it's an assumption. It's an assumption that love is a limited resource, right? And so like, imagine a kid. Maybe, maybe you had siblings and maybe the idea was, well, if mom shows more attention to one sibling, then she doesn't have enough love to show to everybody else. And now I better fight for love. I better fight for my attention. I need to get it. I need to get it away from my brother or my sister. Right? I got to go grab some love because if there's only a certain amount of love left, when we think in that way, now there's all these other assumptions like, Maybe I'm not actually worthy of the love. Maybe that's why I'm not getting it. Maybe I'm not worthy of the money. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not good looking enough. Maybe I'm not tall enough. Maybe I'm not skinny enough. Maybe I'm not big enough or whatever, right? Like, does that make sense? We start, so this is that part where I was saying that we, um, we inject meaning into everything without seeing, without really having a specific reason and that we project our beliefs onto other people. And now you start playing this game with yourself where you walk out into the world and you go, well, I'm not worthy of love and I'm not worthy of making money and I have to compete for all the resources anyway. And if I'm not worthy and I'm not smart enough, I'm already starting at a lower point, right? Because I'm, I'm losing already right off the gate. And in order to get more, I have to beat somebody else <laughs> because otherwise there won't, you know, there's no money and love available for me. And you can start seeing why a lot of us get trapped because now we feel 
like a third grade athlete competing for our survival, at least in terms of money and love. So what would we have? What do you think you'd have to do? If, if that's your belief, let's so I'm just setting up a scenario, right? I'm not speaking about anybody in particular. But if your belief is I'm sort of weak, or I'm not as capable, and that's why I don't get as much love and as money as everybody else. But then you got to go in the world, and you got to get some love and some money because you got to survive. What do you think you end up doing? Definitely start out by playing small. If you're going to go take from somebody, you're going to take from somebody who's smaller than you, because you don't feel like you're strong anyway, whatever is even available to me, like I'm, I'm now going for scraps. And I'm not walking out of my morning and my day going like, let me just get what I can and survive till tomorrow. And then the next day, let me get out and get what I can and survive till tomorrow. Thriving is not even like a possibility. But I'll tell you flat out, this was this. I didn't learn this until I started hanging out with some people and meeting some friends later in life, literally like in the last 10 years, maybe, who literally didn't think that way. They thought almost the exact opposite way. So now I counted. That was a dark version of things. I'm going to leave us on the light version of things so you guys can understand and hopefully it can create some shifts for you. So first of all, my wife is one of those people that served as an example for me. To her life, love is not limited at all. You always have more love to give more people. And that was not at all the way I saw things. The next piece is something we hear a lot, but is, is really, really difficult to, um, to process sometimes, is that um, the whole idea in money that the more you give, the more you get. I don't know about you guys, but that just saying that out loud hits me in the gut. Because when you come from a scarcity mindset, think about it. Think about my entire life was made scrounging for what I got, fighting hard for it, getting it away from other people. And now I'm supposed to fucking give it to somebody? That's like me deciding to lose by a scarcity mindset, right? But these, all my friends that have money and are like millionaires many times over, they're like, give freely because what you give is what you get. I was like, what? Sounded crazy to me. The next piece, which really got me around abundance was even wealth and money. And this is definitely true conceptually, especially in this country and, and the Western world. Money is literally an exchange between two people. I mean, in the world we live in right now, it's more true than it's ever been before in your life. But you did something or somebody thought you were a nice person or they love you and they clicked a button on an app that moved numbers from their phone to your phone. And all of a sudden your phone had bigger numbers on it. And then you went to a store and you wanted like a smoothie or a burger or you wanted somebody to give you a massage. And you're like, do you take Venmo? And you said, yes. And then they take, you take a picture of a thing and you push a button and now you have less numbers. You got an exchange on one side, you got exchange on the other side. Where exactly was the loss and where exactly was the gain other than in this game that we play with ourselves? Well, my friend started, deep, deep friends of mine started kind of explaining to me, look, you get money based on the value you put into the world, period, point blank. You don't take from anybody. You don't hold it. When you provide value in the universe, the universe rewards you. And the biggest example that I thought of is a friend of mine who's a painter. And I think you might have heard me use this example before. Beautiful paintings. One of these days, I will be able to uh, pay him for one of them and, and get one in my house. They're like these um, ocean scenes. He goes to the market to his like art supply store, whatever. He gets his paints. Maybe, maybe he spends $150 on paints. And then he spends a week, 
four days, two weeks. I don't know how long it takes him to make one of these massive pieces of art. And then somebody pays him like $10,000 for that painting. He took $150 and he turns it into $10,000, right? Definitely increased the amount of value he got. But the person who gave him the $10,000 now gets this piece of art that gets to hang on the wall in their house. Who took advantage of who? Who stole from somebody else in that exchange? Nobody. So why is it that we have such a hard time sometimes just believing in the inherent value that we are delivering to other people and asking for what we're worth? That's where the rubber meets the road. Is when we play small, we play small because we don't believe we're worthy of asking for what we need or what we deserve. So we do less of it. But if you think about it, that reinforces the assumption we have, which is that we have to scrap, we have to fight for, we have to gnaw for anything we get. Because the idea to follow it is, well, if I asked for more money, the person would say no. And them saying no would be a reflection that I was right. I'm not worth what I need. And I have to fight. I have to cheat. I have to manipulate. I have to sell people on things. I have to get them to do stuff. I have to get this person to do things and I have to get that person to do things. And then I have to take from this person and take from this person. And from that perspective, it's a really crappy life because you are fighting with people all the time. Like literally going to the store and buying groceries, you're like, oh, they're fucking taking advantage of me because I just had to give them $150 for my food. We flipped the, the script and we just shifted to something. I'm not saying it's easy to practice. It takes a little while to get to this, but is. I'm going to ask for what I deserve and what I need and what I'm worthy of. And I trust that in the relationships that I am, people will see that. And if they don't see it, then I definitely don't need to be in those relationships. Not because there's anything wrong with those people, because I actually honor my value. And we can enter into these relationships that can actually be forthcoming and honest. We don't have to hide. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to backtrack. There may even be a piece out of this equation that we didn't even think about originally as I'm talking about this, where you're not even burnt out on the work. You're burnt out on playing small and feeling like, you're not getting what you need and deserve. And so you're kind of like fighting for scraps and you're scrambling. Whereas if you just started owning, wait, let me just ask for what I need. And let me trust that if this job won't give it to me, then maybe that job will or somebody, somebody else will actually honor my worth and allow me to live the life that I know I want to live. Not everything is for everybody, guys. It's okay. It's all good, right? There may be somebody for whom that job is exactly what they need and what they want. It's just not yours. But if we come from a scarcity mindset that trusts, well, I better take what I can get because if I don't take what I can get, then there won't be anything else left because I got to be scrappy and I got to fight for everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Ignited Heroes Recovery Podcast. I really hope you found the information here useful and that we'll see you back here next week. And look, I want to make sure that this podcast is the most useful it can be for you. So please let me know by emailing info at ignited.com if there are any specific topics or questions you'd like to have addressed. As usual, if you like this episode, I would love for you to leave us a five-star review and rating. Thanks, and see you next week.